All right, man. So you know that I've been single for a while now, right? Yeah. And there's the whole, uh, you know, I've, I've been on the Tinder and the Facebook dating and the whereblackpeoplemeet.com and the farmersonly.com and the... Uh, you know, we've got, uh, are we doing an after show or a main show? No, I'm telling you, man. (laughs) No, this is a regular show. This is a regular show. Okay. Anyways. So, uh, I, I gotta tell you, I met somebody on Grindr. Good for you. Not a Grindr. Good for you, Keith. I'm happy for you. (laughs) Not a Grindr. Not a Grindr. (laughs) Uh, no, actually, I think it was the old Facebook dating. Um, and, um, she's pretty cool. I don't believe you. That site doesn't work. I get no likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, school teacher. You know, I used to be a school teacher-ish. You know, uh, I went to school for it. I never really entered the career so much. But uh, you didn't go back to school to prove something to your dad that you're not a fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we seem to hit it off pretty well. And she actually kind of gave me a decent topic for this uh, week's episode. Okay. You want to talk about it? Sure. It's time to hit the trail, lock in those hubs, and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheel It with Keith and Johnny Orange. They're here to talk about 4x4s, trucks, and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Buckle up, here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. John, we have talked about on this show... We have talked about Fords, Dodges, Willys, Jeeps. We have talked about Toyota Land Cruisers. We have talked about AMC. We have talked about uh, some of the really early stuff. We have talked about... Uh, Tractors, refrigerators, we have air conditioners. International harvesters. Yep. Yeah. Guns. We have, guns. We, <laughs> I mean, UFOs, ghosts, aliens. Yep. We have talked about all sorts of things. But, I mean, I'm talking about Boats. vehicles here. We've talked about Suzuki Samurais. We've talked about... Oh, actually, we haven't really done a samurai-heavy episode. We've discussed them a couple We've discussed times. them. It's like um, four tools you need to tear them apart or something. But, you know, here's the deal. We've yeah. had a number of people that have asked us, because, you know, our old tradition was we started out this podcast two years ago, and we did uh, vehicle history episodes. Yep. And we did almost every episode was a vehicle hi- history episode. Yeah, they were kind of dry back then. <laughs> exactly. And then we started going to doing it about every three or four episodes. Yeah. And it's been about maybe seven or eight episodes <clears> since <throat> we've done one. It has been a while. It's been a while, and we've had some people ask us, "Hey, we yeah, want some of your, we want some of your history episodes again." And we haven't done one in a while. And I, got, well, I was born in 1988 to uh, John no, and not, Patricia. We, oh my god! Oh, not us. Okay, not you, not you. <laughs> um, but uh, so uh, we went for uh, so this, this wonderful girl. I'm not gonna say her last name because I don't want to. <laughs> I want to throw her out there, but you know her name's Angie, and you know. Uh, we, uh, we've had a great time last couple of weeks. we folks that she's actually in studio with us tonight? Oh, you're going to do that one. <laughs> she's sitting right next to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yes. She well, is... we can't have a third person here and not So, cheers to her. Them. She doesn't yeah. want to come on the well, air. Cheers but to you. You can say hi. At least say hi. hi. <laughs> <laughs> she's listening to us, so, uh, but. She has no choice. There's nothing she else to do. She has a, um. I believe it's 2020. You're nodding your head. Yes. 2020 Honda CRV, And we've only briefly mentioned those in in the two plus years we've been doing this episode this podcast um we have not mentioned the honda crv or talked about it very much i mean we maybe talked about it honda 
And Pat, when we talked about the ridge line, we made fun of it like for probably 30 minutes straight one time. I forgot uh, about that. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, I so we went over to the west side of the state last weekend. I, I honestly don't know a lot about these, so there's going to be a lot of you here. Well, that's the thing. Neither did I. Uh, so we went over to the west side of the state last weekend, and she's like, well, hey, you drive. And, and I'm like, whatever. You know I like driving. I've driven all over. I've driven to Alaska and California and all over the too country. Sure, too sure. So, uh, um, you know, so I drove her CRV, and I, I say there's some things I liked about it. There's some things I didn't like about it, and we can get into those. But I started, like, wondering like what's the history of these little crvs because i've seen them around for a few years I, i've seen them around and I, yeah. I i really didn't know like i knew they were hondas obviously but i didn't know like where well, the names on the side i didn't know the when they started <laughs> i didn't know where they i'm wondering where they come from japan kind of uh i just didn't know what the history of the crv was so i started researching a little bit and I've got a little bit of information, and this isn't going to be a tech-heavy episode, but I've got a couple of hot points and some things that might interest you, actually, believe oh. it or not, about the Honda. Because I know you always love learning about these new ones. We'll do. But, Admittedly. Um, do you want me to tell you about my love and hate for the new 2020 or no? No. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, okay. That's fine. So the 2020 um, technically is the fifth-gen CRV. Okay. Okay. And we'll go back to the various other generations and what they've done with the CRV. Um, but the fifth gen CRV, uh, personally, it was extremely peppy car. I'm going to call it a car right now. I am. I, I mean, maybe crossover SUV. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought it was more of a, a smaller SUV. It really is. It really okay. is. Um, but uh, it was really peppy. It had a lot of power. And the thing will get away from you. Like driving that thing. You look down, it's got a little digital dashboard on it, and you're mm. like, ooh, 85 miles an hour? I'm <laughs> going pretty quick in this thing. Cause you, if Three I'm doing, more miles, you can go through time. Well, there's true. That's true. If I, <laughs> if, they if, need a lightning rod. If I'm driving the excursion at 85, like there's parts falling off. So <laughs> I don't think it does 85. It may not. You were talking about that last episode. Preston I, couldn't keep up with you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I was driving that Dodge in front of him doing that. But at least it can drive 55. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so um, I like that. Um, what I did like, so, so she had an event she had to go to for about an hour and I had to kind of like disappear for a little bit, but she gave me her keys to her car and I'm like, all right. So Ooh, I drove up the road. a bad move. Uh, <laughs> I, I know. So, so I go up the road to this little hiking trail and then I hike oh, around. Oh, one question. Was the check engine light on when he got it back? No. It was <laughs> oh, then he likes you. He took care of it. <laughs> exactly. So I, I leave the hiking trail, and I'm driving back, and I'm just kind of cruising through this little area, Holland, Michigan, you know, and I'm driving through, and I'm going, all right, I want to turn the radio on. <laughs> I can't figure out how to turn the radio on. There's all these <laughs> knobs, and there's this big digital display, and I'm hitting all these buttons, and I cannot figure it out. It took me, it took me 20 minutes. There's one knob. There's one knob. And it probably says there's on. There's really just one knob. <laughs> So that is awesome. So I hit this thing and uh, find, well, actually, I didn't get it that way. I went into her thing where you had to select FM radio and I'm doing all the, yeah. So apparently you can hit the knob. Oh. It's not very user friendly with that. Or it's just not Keith friendly. It's not Keith friendly. It's, not Keith friendly. <laughs> it's just not Keith friendly. And the, the, you know, so the rest of the displays in the dashboard are okay, but that's my biggest complaint is I don't think that the dashboard's very user friendly, Yeah. but the car seemed very solid. It uh, very peppy. Um, obviously, didn't do any off-roading in it that I'm going to admit to her about. And 
the, okay, it's uh, a safe space. <laughs> she can hit you, and I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> so it was, it was a lot of fun, though. I if mean, you're gonna throw a drink at him, just yeah. avoid the mic, please. <laughs> good little, good little car and the computer. I, I gotta say, because I have driven the small, because basically the CRV's main competitors are the Jeep Liberty and the yeah. um, Ford Escape. They 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 consider those three I in the same take class. The escape over all three. I <laughs> I have driven the Escape. I have driven the Liberty, and I would take the CRV all day really? long. Really? I'll tell you what. Um, the Escape that I drove years ago, um, which would have been, of course, like maybe the second or third generation of the Escape, was gutless mm. and very rattly feeling. Yeah. And I love my Ford trucks, you know that. But I I was not impressed with the Escape. Um, the Liberty I rented one a couple of years ago as a rental car. And it was the most uncomfortable vehicle I think I've ever driven. I've driven. I was just at the dealer moving them. I there. felt like I was driving on a toilet seat going down the road. It, the bolsters on the, the seat, it was mainly the seat design. But then the whole thing, it just was oddly. So you got a lot of paperwork done, Facebook. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of scrolling on Facebook Marketplace. Uh, it just, it, it, I, the. It was very. It was one of the most uncomfortable. It was basically the same interior as the PT Cruiser, which is also an old Chrysler product. Mm. Um, both the of them. Turbo versions of those are fun. They're fun, but the interiors yeah, are crap. crap. Garbage. Cars. Both the Liberty and the and the uh, PT Cruiser. It's like the same interior, and they're so uncomfortable. I just yeah. I can't stand the interiors. I'm a big things. dude. I don't like small cars. So I tell you what. I I'm six foot two. 230 pounds. I fit in that CRV just fine. I had lots of hmm. leg room. I had lots of shoulder room. That's one thing I will give to a lot of foreign cars, they have a crap ton of leg room. Like the Suzuki Samurai. Yeah. I got I got more leg room than a Jeep. I mean, I, I don't I understand it, you know. Riding in a Scion once and I was actually able to like kind of half stretch out. It was weird. That's that's another I, example. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a lot of room. These are big guy friendly. <laughs> exactly. Them, not all of them. So a I'm very impressed weird. with that. So I, I like I said I started doing some research on the CRVs and um so all right so I, she says she's not on the podcast but uh she, maybe she can yell across for to us do you know what crv stands for no i do not no one knows what crv is constant revolutionary velocity it stands for comfortable runabout vehicle it is the honda Const comfortable runabout vehicle that was the name i don't know why that sounds like someone come out of australia yeah, only because well, the other phrase walkable. Okay, but <laughs> so a little bit of history here, John, and I'm just kind of kind of rattle through some of this. We can talk about it a little bit, but um, so the CRV was originally introduced in 1995, and uh, it was Japan market the crossover and the XJ and some <laughs> of the uh, Asian markets a little bit only, a little bit of a slow start. But in 1997, they brought it to North America and uh, you know Mexico, Canada, all U.S., all of that. It's part of North and, America. Well, exactly. Just, just saying. <laughs> but it is based on the Honda Civic platform. Now, okay. with me mentioning that, now this is a side note, and this is something I knew about years ago. Um, what's kind of a neat thing. There are a number of people. Are you on the Facebook page, Safari All the Cars? I don't know. Okay. I, I'm so bad with Facebook anymore. It's not even right. funny. Well, so you know, possibly. there's a lot of people now that are taking cheap cars and they're turning them into, like, trail runners and stuff. Okay. Well, what's neat about the Civic platform is the Civic platform is very much unchanged for the last 20 or 30 years it, with very minor differences here and there, yeah. like at least the bolting pound. Uh, points of a lot of things. Remember, I I'm had that... a pending member request. They haven't accepted me yet. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sad. Uh, 
Remember? I guess not. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. So I had that 84DX years oh ago. The only Honda Civic I've ever owned it was a great little car. But it, back then, I had found out that the all-wheel drive drivetrains and everything for the larger Honda models, it's all modular. So Ooh. you can take a Civic and you can take CRV parts Ooh. or you can take the early all-wheel drive parts and you can make like an all-wheel drive I Civic. I like where this is going. So you can take a, a standard Honda Civic and make it oh. and make a four-wheel drive with factory oh. parts that all bolt together. And there's a number of people that have done that. So if you go on Facebook and you go on and Google and you look it up, there's a number of people that have made some pretty badass. I seriously need to win the lottery and just start building all this weird crap. I know. <laughs> like you could build some. I got some tickets. You it's could possible. build some really cool Honda yeah. stuff using all factory parts. And I know yeah. you like that type of build. Yes, I love bolt together stuff. That's all. Honda's been really yeah, good about keeping things factory. modular. That's they, they, awesome. They've been really good about it. So, you know, so anyways, the CRV comes out. They introduce it in 97 for North America. And what's interesting about the CRV is, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's not an American vehicle. It's Honda, this and that, blah, blah. The majority, the vast majority, they do produce them in Japan. They do produce them in the Philippines. But the vast majority of Honda CRVs are produced in Ohio, Ontario, Indiana, Japan, um, the UK, and then some in China. So, hmm. but the majority of them are actually produced in North America. Hmm. So most of the CRVs I'll you see around, and they have 70, 80% domestic parts in them. So they're, wow. they're, they're almost as high that's, as, that's surprising. They're almost as high as the Toyota Tacoma, which we've talked about before is yeah, the most American yeah. pickup truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it annoys you. Yeah. So much. <laughs> so much. But so what, the Honda, whatever, we're moving it's on. right up there. <laughs> um, and then, um, you know, I, I don't want to get into a lot of like the, the engine, like the torque and stuff. I know we've done it in the past. It gets a little boring at times. But I like I, tech I, specs. I know you do. You didn't More. write any tech specs down, did you? I didn't, bro. Almost you don't none. care about me. A little bit. A little bit that you're going to enjoy. I wrote stuff down that you're going to enjoy. Well, fine. I'll give you some credit. <laughs> so, um, the now this is interesting. In 2000, um, now I did not know this. Um, we have talked over here for the millennium. Sure, but we have talked about what's the most we've talked about multiple times. What's the most popular vehicle in Australia? Subaru. No. The most popular four by four SUV. Come on, there's one in my damn driveway. You know you can the Land say Rover. It. Not Land Rover, you <laughs> dick. Land Cruiser. Land Cruiser. The Toyota I Land. To see how long I could get you going. The Toyota Land Cruiser since 1955 has been the most popular selling SUV in Australia. In 2000, it was finally, for the very first time, dethroned oh, by really? the Honda CRV. Wow. The Honda CRV in 2000 um, dethroned the Toyota Land Cruiser. That blows as, me away, honestly. I did not know that, but the Honda CRV in 2000 was the first time for the Toyota Land Cruiser to be dethroned in Australia hmm. as the most popular uh, SUV sold there. Um, so, and to this day, they're they're extremely popular. Now, um, getting on to the second gen. So I didn't write all the years down, and you could Google it, Wikipedia, whatever. But when they went to the second gen CRV, the first gen CRV was a little boxy thing. And um, actually, to mention the the, the first gen um, CRV a little bit that came out in '95 worldwide, and then '97 for the U.S. Really, there was only one complaint. One complaint about the entire vehicle, and that is that the tailgate on it opened to the right. It opened to the 
basically <laughs> to the curbside. So any country where you had a standard left-hand drive vehicle, mm-hmm. the tailgate opened weird. So you had to walk around the whole thing. And apparently it was such a major thing for a lot of people that they changed it in later models. But huh. uh, the first generation, a lot of people complained about that because wow. the tailgate was it just opened the wrong way. I don't know how to respond to that. Like you don't nope. care or like, <laughs> I, or you think it's stupid engineering? Because I, I don't know why people care. You just walk around the other side of the tailgate. Yeah. It's not well, that I mean, difficult. I don't know what the percentage is, but I believe there's a higher percentage of, of countries in the world that use left-hand drive than right-hand drive. Yeah. So it would be kind of a weird thing for them to do, but. I guess. I mean, but anyways, so the second gen Oh, and by the way, I wanted to mention, first gen, right away, you were able to get automatic and your favorite manual. Excellent, excellent. And you could get it in two-wheel drive and all-wheel drive. Now, the CRV has never been available with low range, so that's why it's questionable as to whether or not it's a true 4x4, but it does have a, a locking all-wheel drive where it would hmm. send 50-50 power, but it doesn't have a low range. Interesting. So, um, it is four-wheel drive, but it's not low range four-wheel drive. But I'd still call it a 4x4 then. From day one, you could get it with an automatic and a manual. I know you're a huge manual yes. fan, as am I. But, yes. um Only acceptable transmission. <laughs> <laughs> so in the second gen, um, you know, they added an additional thing that I think you might think is a little interesting that I never knew about. Okay. You get a diesel. Ooh. A Honda CRV. You know, I was going to make a joke about that earlier, but... Yeah. I guess it wouldn't have been a joke. Unfortunately, it was European spec only. So you couldn't get it in North America. Why did you have to get my hopes up? I know. What the well, hell? You need Not to go... cool. Dude, we've talked about the 26-year law, though, before. We're yeah. almost there. So what's 26 years ago from now? 2001 back is, what, 94? Is that 26 years ago? I don't know. I'm not good with math. So next, calculator. So next year... <laughs> is that... Is that she could 95? So... Like in a hey, year, you're a teacher. What's, what's the matter? There you on? go. So in a year or two, you can get yourself a diesel stick shift CRV imported into the U.S. Or I could just swap a diesel into it now. Well, there you go. That's what I'm saying. Find something that'll fit. But I mean, ha- have grinder, have welder. A vehicle that weighs like 3,200 pounds with a, and, and I did read that it's a 190 horsepower diesel with a five-speed wow. stick. I mean, wow, that's pretty impressive. That would be sweet. I'm telling you, man. Sounds like a fun vehicle to me. Again, I got to win the lottery here and just start building this crap. Like, for real. I had no idea. I never knew you could get a diesel in these things. I was like... You know, 26-year-old, I don't have to wait to buy just the engine. (laughs) There you go. There you go. This is as bad as the truck frame thing we talked about last episode. It it is. Why do you do this to me? (laughs) And I don't even like Hondas, but I want to build it. Uh, Well, I'm just telling you. Whose movie, if you build it, they will come? Exactly. Oh, you you can also get the diesel in the Asian market, too, but Europe's a little closer, so, you know. Yeah, I got to ship it anyway and look at it. Exactly. Hmm. Um, The third gen was only a couple-year option with or a couple-year model with that, Um, like four or five years. There was really no major changes mechanically. The body changed with the third gen a little bit. Then they got to the fourth gen, and unfortunately, I hate to tell you this, John... You know what? I already know what you're going to say. What are you going to tell me? They got rid of the manual. In North America. The rest of the world kept the manual, but North America, you can normally get... The CRV, the first three generations, you get a manual in North America. The fourth gen, they dropped it in North America. Well, they can just stay out of the States then. (laughs) 
That's all I have to say to that. Get rid of them. Don't bring them in. Why did you do this? You yeah. brought it in. I'm blaming you. Yeah. Part yeah. of it. So, fourth gen, they got rid of the manual transmission in North America, the rest of the world. As we've talked multiple times, Toyota's done this to us. Kitty. How's a cat down here? There's a cat down here? Oh, lovely. Yes. Um, Sorry, not to distract you. Yep. I don't want to hear any more of the bad news. Oh, I know. Well, I actually have some good news, though, because in in 2017, they introduced the fifth generation, and that's what Angie has. She has the fifth generation. She has, Hers is a 2020, but 2017 was the fifth generation Only model. one thing I want to know. What's that? Only one thing I want to know. What's that? Did they fix what they messed up? Mm-mm. You can still get a manual, but only in the other markets. You can't get it in North America. Well, they kept the modular thing, right? Yes. So you could make it correct. Yeah, you really could. could like, pretty much everything modular. Wait, but he, do, do they have a diesel in this generation? Um, I believe so, but they also hmm. have uh, their standard engine for North America is a 1.5 turbo. Ooh. Yeah, and they, they put the turbocharger on there, and the turbocharger way bumped up the horsepower. I don't remember what the actual specs on it are, but it was like, basically, the 2017 and newer engine is like one and a half times more powerful than the fourth generation engine. So they really nice. like did a really good job boosting it up, and they offered the hybrid option with the electro motor on it for 2017. I don't know how good of a seller that is. I, I haven't seen a lot of them that was sold. But uh, they um, they definitely um, you know have gotten into the technology of yeah. them, and they've done some neat stuff there. Hmm. So uh, you know, basically, um, you know, Honda's really been playing with this thing over the years, and it's been kind of a silent contender. I never yeah. realized what a silent contender. Now, I didn't a, either. There's a huge following on Facebook. There's a huge following. Um, in certain parts of the U.S. where people turn these into little off-roaders, the first and second gens are super popular where they take them and they, like, cut the fenders a little bit, put, like, 31s on them, and they're, like, stupid cheap, you know. Hmm. They're kind of like what we do with XJs in Michigan, but they do the same thing out in Washington, Oregon, and California where they're more prevalent. Yeah. And, you know, they can pick these things up, used that are 20 years old now for... Hmm. 1500 bucks, and they can do a lot of trail running with them. Yeah. And admittedly, this sounds pretty cool. Not they really are. and But yeah. they're light. They're stupid light because yeah. it's a Civic platform. They're stupid light. And that's the magic of like the old XJs because they're so light, you can run the mud, you can run the water, and all that. You don't get the low range, but you get all of that. Yeah. Um, and, and part of the reason that the CRV now has. It's actually Honda's best seller in the U.S. Hmm. I thought the Civic was still the best seller. The CRV actually has outsold the wow. Civic now. So that's um, impressive. I'm not gonna lie. But um, like I said, there, everything else I found was a lot of tech specs, and it was, you know, all the various things. But that's kind of like it's not a huge history on it. I didn't get into because we actually did a Honda history episode. If you remember forever ago when we talked about the founder of Honda. Vaguely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was like a year and a half ago. I don't remember a year and a uh, half ago. I'd rather remember to You know, morning. so if our listeners are interested in a full-on <laughs> Honda history episode, you want to go way back and you want to listen to, I don't remember what episode number it was. It. See if you can find it quickly. Yeah. That's fine. But um, So we have done that before. But the CRV, it's something we just really haven't talked about that much. And But to me, the biggest thing was finding out that you could get it with a diesel and a manual. Yeah, and that's Unfortunately, cool. not North America, though. But, yeah. uh, mm. you know... The fact that you could do that, I mean, that sound that sounds like a I yeah. Mean, that sounds you have, like a fun project. When you get a thirty-two hundred pound SUV with 
a diesel and a manual, you could have a lot of fun with that. Thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that's less than an XJ. XJ is like thirty eight, aren't and, they? And, I don't know, but you could take that turbo and throw that on that diesel too. I'm pretty sure the diesels are turbo. Oh, the twin turbo then. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. What are you trying to follow oh, up again? I here? just looked at uh, episode twelve, Honda history. Honda history. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know it was a long time ago. Yeah. It, what episode are we on right now? Uh, I believe this is 98. <laughs> oh, we got the big 100 coming up. Yeah, we've been doing this a while, man. Yeah. We've been doing this Over a while. Over two years. Oh, it's crazy. But uh, anyway, so I know that's not like for our people that have been asking for a history episode, that's not like a super, it's not like a Honda history episode. Um, no, we I did, did that, try episode twelve. Are I you did listening? Try, well, there you go. <laughs> I did try to do some digging about the design and stuff of the CRV, and it, there's not a lot of information out there. It just seems like. Well, I did find out that, um, and this is part of the history. Honda Motor Company found out about the development of the quote-unquote upcoming Ford Escape, mm. and they wanted to build a competitor for the Ford Escape. Now they actually beat the Ford Escape to the market. <laughs> Apparently, Ford was working on the Escape platform, and I think the Escape came out in 97, which is the same year that the uh, CRV was available in North America. Yeah. Another um, change over year for the XJ. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I could be wrong on that. It might have been 99. But anyways, but Honda beat them to the punch. Nice. They had found out about the Escape coming up, and Ford worked on the Escape program for a couple of years. Mm. But then Honda said, well, we can take our existing Civic platform, which is a modular platform. Mm. We can put an SUV body on it. We can make it all-wheel drive, which they already did with the old Civic wagons back in the 80s. Yeah, so it's just adapting what you already had. Adapting what they already had. Awesome. And they beat Ford to their own game, which That's is really impressive. Pretty. That's really, really cool. impressive. So that Just was kind strictly of... speaking, and how long R&D goes for vehicles anyways, that's... I mean, when you have a modular system like that, you're straight up just building components for what you already have. I can't speak 100% knowledgeably on this, but from what I could figure out when I did my research today and the other day on it, it does look like Honda's like R&D program on the first generation CRV was less than two years, and they had that sucker out wow. on the road. So, I mean, that's really impressive. Yeah. Ford usually spends five years on something before they... So, yeah, I believe it. And, you know, they had the, the Liberty eventually was another contender, but, you know, the Escape was one of the first unibody small SUVs hmm. besides the XJ, but the XJ was still large considered to the X, you know. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was kind of an interesting... Huh. Um, uh, set up there that it nice. was just this this contender and it, it's just kind of a silent contender. Yeah, as long but, as you don't you don't hear much from or about it, it's that's mm. pretty cool. I knew a guy in the UP years ago that used to run a first gen CRV manual trans. He had a five speed on it and it was all wheel drive, and uh, he used to run a lot of trans. And he had like li they weren't even thirty ones. They might have been twenty nine huh. little mud trains on it. Yeah, he used to run the back roads on that thing. I didn't know him that well, but it was a little red one. I remember seeing it. Uh, a couple of off-road trips I was on. Nice. And man, that sucker, he just... It, it scoots. <laughs> they're really, like I said, they're just kind so of an underdog here. When you lightweight, it just floats over a lot of that Super stuff. Super lightweight. Yeah. And then you put the all-wheel drive option to it. So. Yeah, that could be dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it's kind of like a Subaru, but it's not as low as a Subaru. Yeah. They're still higher. They're, they're hmm. basically about the same height as an Escape or an XJ. And nice. so, fun little vehicle, you yeah. know? But, uh, yeah, it was a pleasure to finally get to... I'd never driven a CRV before, and that's a fifth generation that she has. But uh, Nice. You know, now I'm kind of curious. I kind of want to drive a first or a second generation and see what they're like, especially on a manual. Yeah. Yeah, that would be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I want to find one of those, but... Yeah. Um, but I anyway, miss driving a stick. I'm, 
I'm, I'm going to be happy if Pegasus done. <laughs> I can understand that. So, man, I, I know we've been talking about these Hondas and stuff like that. You got any updates on your projects or anything like that? Not at the week? moment. Not no, at the it's moment. all about where it was still. Um, You know, it's... Uh, you know, there, we've had a lot of... Uh, you know, different things we've been working on the last couple of weeks. You know, my F-350 project is just really coming along. I'm collecting and parts collecting process. Yeah. And uh, um, what are you texting me right now? Oh, I got it. I wrote down <laughs> on the bottom. You're such a weirdo. You're just supposed to read it. <laughs> oh, I, I was reading the text that you sent me, but no, no I didn't read. Noise? What noise? I don't know. Something just made a weird um, noise the studio, on the table. The studio is getting to be a weird place these days. It's haunted. Um, don't do that. That's good beer. Don't we, drop your beer. What? What? What the hell, dude? My supposed beer, Oberon. That's Oberon. That's pretty That's good. good beer. That's, That's one of my You want one? There's more upstairs. After this episode, maybe. Oh, okay. Oh, I got, I got good ones for the after show. Oh, man. All yeah. Right. Um, so, anyways... Uh, you know, with the Hondas and stuff like that. Did I ever tell you about the Honda story? I mean, we're going to talk about Hondas for a minute. And this is totally like... That's fine. Okay. I, I know. Did I ever tell you my Honda drag racing story? I don't remember. You remember, may have. Have I, I ever said I it on know. air? I don't know. We're oh almost at 100 God. episodes. I don't remember all. All right, all right. So I'm going to say it again. If, I, if I've said this before to our listeners, I apologize. But... Don't um, ever apologize. Back in yeah, that's true. <laughs> back in um, high school and shortly after high school, I built a lot of drag cars. I built a lot of really fast cars, a lot of fun. I mean, we're talking nineties fast. We're not talking this stuff that today that's got like seven hundred horsepower. We're talking stuff that like did fourteen seconds in the quarter mile <laughs> versus you know today where you can go a lot I'd faster. Probably be like thirty. So don't worry about it. Well, all right. Um, but uh, I, so my mom had bought from her. Uh, a friend that she worked with, she had said, hey, I'm going to go trade in my car and I'm going to get a new car. And my mom had said, well, what are you doing with the old car? And she's like, well, they're going to give me $400. My mom said, well, I need a winter beater. I'll give you $400 for your old car. <laughs> so we drive like an hour and a half north of here where her friend that she worked with, you know, another school teacher, because my mom was a school teacher. And we, we drove up <laughs> to go pick up this car. And it was an 84 Honda Civic DX. And little hatchback, two door to hatchback, five speed stick. Nice. And my mom's like, I don't know how to drive a stick. I do remember something about this story, but I don't remember if it, I don't think it was on air. Okay, so my mom says, so my mom says to me, You want a car? And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> now, mind you, I had the 55 Chevy at the time, but I didn't have anything to drive in the winter. So I was like, All right, this will be my winter beater. So I've got my little 84 Honda Civic DX she gives me because I knew how to drive a stick. Well, found out that in 84 um, they had a couple engine options and it was in the dx it was kind of rare to get the one five which is the larger engine so mine had the the one five the larger engine in it. nice this car got like 65 68 miles a gallon good lord and it was stupid fast i mean this car was fun well before the quote-unquote ricers were cool you know the fast and furious big exhaust and all mm -hmm. that that's what I started to do to this car. I put a bigger intake on it. I put bigger exhaust on it. I eventually put a bigger clutch in it. Um, did a lot of different stuff to it. Put a short throw shifter that I actually made because you couldn't buy nice. a short throw shifter for it. So I made a short throw shifter for it. And the car was stupid quick. Well, we used to go out in Anchor Bay, which was frozen over out, you know, just south of here. Mm -hmm. And we would race. And I would. there was another road we used to also race on as well, too, allegedly. <laughs> 
Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Anchor Bay, we would race out. They had legitimate kind of drag racing out there. Nice. So I have my buddy Rob with me, and I don't know if he listens or not. I think maybe he does sometimes. But we um, we went out in Anchor Bay, and the deal was you would pull down the boat launch there, and you would uh, you started at the boat launch, and they, they actually had a flag girl. She would be out there, and she would wave the flag, and you would you would take off. And the first person to get to McRae's restaurant down there, not or not McRae's, uh, Bobby Mac's uh, restaurant down there. I forgot what it was called back then. It might have been McRae's, but whatever it was. The restaurant down in the bay, which was about a mile and a half. So it wasn't a quarter mile drag. It was a little bit longer. But the first person to get down to the restaurant won. Okay. So. What'd you win? Just. If you just. Bragging rights? Bragging rights, yeah. Right. Bragging rights, yeah. So we had done a couple of races that were kind of close, but we had won pretty much every race. Well, nice. we, we go up. And we're, mind you, we're in a pretty much stock Honda Civic, you know. <laughs> and we 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 pull up, and my buddy Rob and I are sitting there, and this guy pulls up in this mid '80s Pontiac Trans Am, <laughs> tunnel ram, dual quad carburetor sticking out of the hood, jeez, huge ass racing slick tires in the back. I mean, this car is built to drag yeah. race. So we're sitting next to him, and his cars are, you know, and. <laughs> And we look over at him, and we're like, all right. And so the flag girl drops her flag, and I go along, and I'm rolling through the gears, you know. And, I mean, there's just ice and snow throwing up in the windows because we had the windows down, and we're going along. And I'm not even paying attention. I'm just, like, hammering it, going through the gears in this car. And all of a sudden, Rob just starts laughing, just laughing. And I'm like, what's up? And he goes, and we're at the end where the restaurant is, and there's yeah. the dude at the end that's like, hey, you won, you know. And... <laughs> He goes, look behind you. I look in my rearview mirror, and that Trans Am has only made it about 30 feet because he's on <laughs> racing slicks. And he's sitting there sliding. That's awesome. I mean, this guy's got like 700 horsepower under the hood. That dude and had he, to be pissed. Oh, yeah. And he can't move because he's got racing slicks. I mean, I'm running street tires, but, That's you know, awesome. so obviously if we would have been, you know, on pavement, he probably would have beaten me. But yeah. Uh, after that, I was like, yeah, I beat that dude in the Trans Am with the dual quad, big <laughs> engine, and everything like that in my Honda Civic. <laughs> nice. And so, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I used to, but I used to run that car out on um, Phelps Road back when it was dirt. That was, We used to go around what we called Dead Man's Curve. And Why does every car story in every town and city have a dead man's that's curve? What we, well, it was a 90-degree <laughs> curve, and we had, like, five guys that rolled. Nobody actually died ever, as far as I know, but they would. we had, like, five guys that rolled their cars oh, wow. in that corner because it was Jeez. a 90-degree corner at the end. So we would race from Algonac High School down Phelps Road, <laughs> and the idea was first one around dead man's curve won, and that was, like, two miles down. Nice. And I, used, I raced the 55. Um... The 55 was not as gutsy, though, as the Honda. I used to take the Honda, and I would run that thing, because that thing was, like, on rails. It was like a go-kart. Yeah. You know, I would just go along, and I'd go through that five-speed, and I'd rip around that corner like nothing, and that Honda was undefeated. I think the 55, <laughs> I think I got defeated a couple of times. Nice. But the, the Honda, I, you know, there was guys that, they had big cars. There was a guy that had a Mustang with a 5.0 that was all hmm. built and everything, and I always beat him. Nice. And it was always bragging rights. We never oh, really... Yeah. I mean, once in a great while, we would bet for, I would say, a case of beer, but I don't even think it was that. It might have been mm. a case of pop or a case of six-pack uh, six or whatever. I mean, a we were... Just, of smoke. Yeah, we were just... <laughs> yeah, we were gearheads back then, and, you know... 
Um, nothing, the no big bets, but uh, ten that, millimeter sockets. But that Honda was undefeated. I never <laughs> nice. lost a race in that Honda, nice. and I probably <clears throat> raced that thing probably 30, 40 times. You know, nice. So, you know, so whatever happened to it? Oh, I told you that story, didn't I? You may have told me, but I don't remember, and I don't think they do either. <laughs> so, ooh, yeah. So, all right. This is kind of sad because oh, no. the Honda. <laughs> A couple episodes ago, we were talking about a different vehicle. Do you remember what we were talking about? No. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no. Um, so I had just met my friend Ryan, and he drove a mint condition. Mint condition. This is like 1996, 1997, so it wasn't that old, but mint condition. Beautiful MJ Comanche. Okay. All right. Bright red. I'm very scared of where this is going now. Bright red MJ Comanche. Okay. Um, so, uh, I had met him through school. We'd become friends. Yep. Now we are driving. He, there was Jason who, you know, yeah. he said some, well, he sat on our board for years uh, with the museum. Not literally on the board, but next to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah whatever. <laughs> um, Jason, our mutual friend, um, I had introduced him to Ryan and him and Ryan were in the MJ. And we were going out to work on, I want to say Jason's Bronco, but it might have been something else. But I'd never been to Ryan's house before. I just met him, basically, and we'd been friends through school. So it's like senior year of high school. So, actually, I take that back. It wasn't it wasn't Jason. It was my friend Mike. But anyways, so mutual friends. And this is, so Mike and Ryan were in the uh, MJ. And they're going down the road. And I'm following them in the Honda. And all of a sudden, a uh, Brent or an old rusty van in front of Ryan goes whoo, whoo, around on the curb, okay, real quick. And Ryan rear ends a brand new Chevy oh. Suburban at about forty-five miles an hour. Oh. And I promptly rear end oh. Ryan doing about forty-five miles an hour <coughs> in my Honda Civic. Now. He totals the Suburban. The MJ Oof. looks like an accordion. Oh, I had no. I actually hit his rear axle because I pushed Holy up with a Honda. His bumper was in my windshield. Holy hell. Now, so I immediately throw the car in reverse, <laughs> pop the clutch, pull it out from underneath the MJ. It drops on the ground. The Comanche drops on the ground. I pull up to the side of the road, check on Ryan and Mike. They're okay. Um, and you know, how about the, the dude in the suburban? Did no one think to check on him? Well, yes. So <laughs> the cops get there, and it happens to be an old family friend cop. And we get talking to him, and he pulls Ryan and me aside, and he goes, "You guys are fine. You're not getting tickets." And we're like, "What do you mean? We just rear-ended him?" And he goes, "This is the sixth rear-end accident this guy's been in this year." <laughs> he goes, "This guy is." He goes, "Because when you told him what happened, there was this whole van that just went around him." There's apparently an old insurance scam called a pop and squat. Oh. And what they do is they take a vehicle that they don't want to pay payments on anymore. They have someone follow them mm. with a shitty vehicle. They zoom around that vehicle at the last minute and they make someone rear end them. Ah. It's called a pop and squat. Well, anyways, this guy had been involved in them. The guy's like, yeah. we've already been investigating him. We're sure it's the same driver, different vehicle. It just keeps happening. Wow. So, like, this guy's probably going to jail. <laughs> you guys Jeez. are fine. And so, but anyways, 
Ryan, because he asked me, he goes, why didn't you stop to me? And I go, I never saw brake lights or anything. I'm like, I don't know sure he hit his brakes. And Ryan's like, oh, yeah, I heard my brakes and my brakes. The cop looks up underneath it. Well, Ryan had just installed trailer lights. Mm. But he didn't know what he was doing, so he had cut the harnesses <laughs> off and <laughs> wired it straight into the trailer. <laughs> he had trailer lights, no brake lights. I didn't know this. Nice. Anyways. Well, Ryan's truck is totaled. They yeah. had to total it out of there. They had to take it out of there. That's a so then the, the family friend cop says to me, um, I'll just say his first name, Graham. And I'm still friends with him on Facebook and everything. It's hilarious. We we When he came to my dad's funeral and all that, and he told me he'd written two tickets in his entire career. Like, <laughs> he, just, he just was so checked out. Well, he's, so he says to me, he goes, uh, and Graham says to me, he goes, um, yeah, uh, I'll get a tow truck. And have him pull your car home i says hey it backed up it should be fine and he goes here's you're gonna drive it home and i says yeah so i leave and i drive like two miles home now mind you the engine is pushed back like four inches <laughs> in this Honda Civic. the radiator is wrapped around the engine the, the antifreeze is all on the ground i drive this thing home with the windshield all or the the hood up on the windshield good lord i drive her home my dad comes out and he's like mm-hmm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes we got this. So he goes in the garage and gets a 16-pound sledgehammer <laughs> and smashes the hood down till it's straight. And I'm like, what are you, like, not straight, but yeah. so you could see over it. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, you're going to drive the car till it dies. <laughs> I'm like, it has no radiator. And he's like, yep, drive it till it dies. <laughs> I drove that Honda Civic probably four or five months. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With no radiator. Wow. The temperature gauge pegged on it. Um <laughs> So then, I'm dating this girl, Lisa, at the time, all right, in high school. And Lisa wanted to go out to Lakeside Mall, which is, as you know from here, what, 30 miles, 35 miles? Sure. Something like that, Something down Mall Road. And I had only taken the Honda around town. So oh, I'm like... Oh, I hadn't done any long driving. Yeah, I hadn't done long <laughs> driving. No radiator. had a focus. He did no that, radiator fluid in it. You yeah. know, whatsoever, no antifreeze. So Lisa and I get in the Honda, and we go down... It actually went fine. We went down to Lakeside... We went around Lakeside. So then we come back from Lakeside. Now, mind you, I had the entire time, I had a for sale sign in the back window of the Honda. I was like, for sale, good for parts. I had my phone number on it. Yeah. And I had the title in the glove box. Well, we're driving back. And all of a sudden, uh, I mean, like I said, the temperature gauge was always pegged. Well, all of a sudden, she starts knocking really huh. bad. Duck, 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 duck. And I go, hmm. Well, all of a sudden... A little bit after that, a couple miles down the road, starts spitting oil up Oof. out front of the hood, up under the windshield. Oof. Then it starts smoking. Then as we turned off 26-mile road onto Marsh Road, flame starts coming out from under the hood. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> okay. It had thrown a rod or something, and the oil had got in the manifold, and it had caught on fire. So, so I assume the rest of the story is you drove it home still. No. Oh, okay. I drove it straight to the junkyard on oh. fire. <laughs> on fire. And uh, she's freaking out. She's freaking out. And uh, uh, Well, actually, we stopped by her house first, and she was driving a little Toyota, I don't know, whatever it was, a little crap box of Connell Beater, five-speed car. And I said, grab your car and meet me at the junkyard. So we stopped, and so I kept driving to the junkyard, and the car's on fire. I mean, it is on fire, on fire. We didn't think to... Like, put it out? First I didn't have anything put it out. So okay. I pull it into the junkyard. I pull it into the junkyard on fire. I jump out. I got the title in my hand. I run in, and I, I talk to our mutual friend, Sean. Yeah. And I says, hey, Sean, what do you give me for an 84 Honda? 
And he goes, does it run? I says, barely. And he goes, $50. And I said, good enough. And, <laughs> and he has $50. I handled the title. And he goes, what does it need? That's what he says to me. He goes, what does it need? And I go, fire extinguisher. <laughs> so, that is awesome. And so I, I run out. I, I run out and get her Toyota. We leave. Like two weeks later, I see him doing a parts run in it. <laughs> the thing's so rad. That it's, is awesome. It's so rad. So we have to get a hold of him and find out the rest of the story on this. I'm thing. pretty sure it got crushed pretty soon. He <laughs> probably doesn't even remember it at this point. I mean, I was talking twenty something years That's ago. That's a pretty memorable sale that you made with that. I'm hoping he remembers that. I'll have to ask him what he's that doing. That is awesome. Oh my god. I never told you that before, driving a Honda Civic on fire into the junkyard. You, we've talked about it, but I think it was only up to when your dad hammered the hood out with a hammer. Oh. I never got the rest of the story. <laughs> that is yeah. awesome. So that my little Honda Civic. Someday I'm gonna I know I have pictures of it somewhere. Yeah. I, I I don't know where they are, but someday somewhere I'm gonna find those pictures someday and I'll show you. It was nice. A, it was a baby blue one. I eventually painted most of it. I hadn't finished it, but I painted most of it hot rod black. Nice. I had a T handle shift granite, custom console I built. It was actually like a Fast and the Furious Ricer, but like <laughs> ten years before that movie came out. Like you know, five gonna, years. If you're gonna paint flames on the site, you don't need actual flames to model from, right? I, well there I never <laughs> Play you can buy on that stickers. One. Yeah, exactly. And the stickers add horsepower, remember? <laughs> but anyways, um, and that's where I developed my respect for some of the Honda products. I mean, obviously, no, I have 87 Honda, 4Trax, 450 Foreman, or 350 Foreman. You can't count the ATVs and the UTVs, though. I Look at that. I got Honda, Honda knows how to build good small engines. They do. The yeah. rear axles on the 400 Foreman suck, but... Of course, I was also, you know, riding that thing through the river a lot, and mm. I may or may not have flipped it once or twice. Well, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but yeah, I that, mean, they know what to do with the motorcycles. Only one time did I almost break my leg. The other time, I would have broken my neck, but I got lucky. <laughs> every Honda four wheeler, four uh, motorcycle, whatever I've had has always been a Our generators are good. Generators, weed whackers, power washers, weed whackers. Yeah. And in our Honda history, you said twelve. Yeah, episode twelve. If people are, if you guys are interested in listening, we I remember that being a pretty interesting episode, actually. I'll be honest, I don't remember it at all. I, we went back in the family we history. We probably told this story too on that episode. Maybe, I'm sure. but, but we went back in the family history of Honda. I remember we talked about Akito Honda. I think was his name, mm-hmm. if I remember right. But um, we went back into the family history of Honda and how he got started out and everything. So. Um, if you're interested in hearing more about Hondas, I definitely think you need to go back, uh, whether you're on Podbean or Apple or iTunes. We're on a whole bunch of them now. I, I got Stitcher. us on a bunch of other ones. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, there, there's one or two. One or two I'm still trying to do. One of them still set up for uh, Andrew, the producer's old email address, and I oh, don't know it? why. Yeah, I can't to seem to change it. Yeah. I'll figure so, it out. But yeah. go back and listen to episode 12, uh, Honda History. Um, we Like I said, we've talked about Hondas before, but this is the first yeah. time we've ever talked about the CRV. Um, we're still going to make fun of the Ridgeline. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> I mean, sorry. The Ridgeline is just ridiculous. Just get my buddy from the dealership, Johnny V, on. Uh, he, he had one for a while. <laughs> you know, I used to work with a guy that had one. He used to beat the crap out of that thing. So, I mean, yeah. it is what it is. But, yeah. uh, he liked it. He liked it when he had it. But uh, what are you doing? I don't know what she's doing. Is she, she going to go pee in the corner? I mean, there's a bathroom in the other room, dude. <laughs> there's a bathroom in the other room. Don't go in the corner. Uh, 
anyways, put some newspaper down first. If people are interested, like I said, episode, me. episode 12. And then if you're interested more about the Museum of Off-Road Adventure, which we talk about all sorts of history stuff there, it's open to the public by appointment or, you know, we do have regular hours. We'll be posting on Facebook soon. Uh, you can go and you can find us Museum of Off-Road Adventure on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, John, what else would you like to Within tell Facebook, we do have our group 4x4 Talks. If you guys want to interact with some of the other listeners or Keith and myself, admittedly more Keith than me, I'm really bad about checking it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really bad with it. Uh, get on Facebook, look up 4x4 Talk. Uh, join that, a couple quick questions, get you on there. Do ask you for your email. We're not putting you on an email list or anything, though. We're going to start doing some contests or something in the future with that. Uh, it's just for our reference. At most, we might send you something once a month. But check that out. Interact. Post pictures of your builds. Ask questions. Do whatever you want to post there, and we'll go from there. Absolutely. And uh, with that, John? Now you got to tell them about the car show. Oh, I yeah. Wheels in the Woods, <laughs> October 9th, 2021. Wheels in the Woods Car Show. Uh, we are having that in Clay Township, Michigan. Best way to find out information on that is go on Facebook and look up Wheels in the Woods 2021. Uh, that is a all-vehicle show again this year. Of course, we heavily focus on 4x4s. And we have lots of great classes, uh, plaques. We're going to have our very popular trivia contest is coming back. Um, last year, the contestants, the final two contestants yeah. were father-son. That Forgot was, about that. That was that pretty was awesome. cool. That, yeah. was, uh, that was neat. That's been a very popular event the last couple of years. We are bringing back the kids' power wheels racing once again. Um, we are getting rid of the RC racing just because we had too many difficulties with the different classes on that. Yeah. But uh, we would definitely like you to bring your kids' power wheels uh race those and then the trivia contest and forewarn uh you uh listeners of wheeling a lot of your history episode or history trivia is going to be from the wheeling episode so go back and listen to the old podcast because <laughs> you're gonna have a one-up if you show up and uh although our winner last year was it mike manzak was he the winner or no that was two years ago i honestly don't um, remember I'm last sorry. year the father-son team yeah it was not mike um it was the other gentleman it was the father one last year we've established i'm bad with names don't <laughs> yeah the father i i forgot their names but the father won last yeah. year um, and I think he said he was a podcast listener and I know Mike oh, nice. is too. So, you know, this could be interesting. <laughs> last two years, podcast winners have, you know, our podcast listeners have won the episode or won the trivia contest. So I like it. Well, we might have to do, maybe do some bonus questions from Patreon. Uh, so if you guys want to get in on some of that, patreon.com slash radio, access those $2 a month, get you some of the bonus content, bonus episodes we do. There are some free ones, so you don't have to pay to check those out. But maybe we'll do some bonus questions from Patreon in that trivia. Ooh, I like it, John. <laughs> Get you, so there's some real curveballs out there. As always, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Uh, just let your buddies know about us. Hopefully they'll get some same entertainment out of this. And, uh, yeah, help us grow the show. <laughs> exactly. And with that, we'll say thanks for listening, and have a good one, everybody. 